Welcome to another episode of Force for Growth Live. I'm Ricardo. I'm Courtney. Today, we're going to be talking about, are you really using all your resources? Hmm. So thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Boom. Boom. Courtney. Are you using all of your resources? I got a story for you, though. I got I'm going to go ahead Let and me... say no. <laughs> so I feel like no. we're both in the hot seat on this one, right? So... We are both in the hot seat on this one. I'm not, oh, and I'm goodness. guilty of that. But I'm really curious about what example has you fired up right now. All right. So we're doing some early screen cleaning here at the Leon household, right? So we're getting everything situated. We're getting the carpets clean. We're doing all sorts of stuff around the house. And... I love having workout equipment at home. I find that having workout equipment at home works the best for me, right? Mm -hmm. Having workout equipment at home is so convenient because I can just go and get it done. And I know there's a lot of mentalities and mindsets around going to the gym, doing it at home and all this other stuff, but that's not what we're here to discuss. Right. The idea that I need more workout equipment in order to achieve my health goals is a lie. Yes. It's a lie. I have a rower. I have a treadmill. I have a stationary bicycle. And now I have a spin bike. <laughs> Do I need any more? No, you don't. Do I need anything else? And I have we have free weights. Mm. Do but, I need any more? No. And then we also have then I forgot about the Bowflex. We have a Bowflex tread climber thing. Yeah. Do I need any more? <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> so here's the thing. I need to use the workout equipment that I have. Yeah. It's I really don't need more. interesting because how it's kind of that fulfillment versus achievement thing with our things, right? But it's like we have this, oh, if I could just get this item, I'll clearly be the person of my dreams and do it every day. And that will help me achieve my goal, right? And so I think just workout equipment is just one of the greatest examples because who has a piece of workout equipment currently holding laundry in their household? Yes. Workout equipment is a resource. Whether we want to admit it or not, it's a resource. Mm -hmm. It's something that we use to help us achieve a certain goal. That's a resource in my definition. Yes. So it is a resource. So what thought, okay, I guess what, just tell me about the last one. So the last item y'all got was a bike, I believe, but what thought runs through your head before that in between when you think you need something new versus why don't I just go hop on the other four machines I have a beautiful room set up for because house. we want to like I want to mix it up I like to mix it up I like to do yeah. something new I, I get bored doing the same thing over and over again right mm -hmm. and the spin bike just added a whole other level thing and ooh, you know what, what? can I tell you another one that ties right into using all of your resources Courtney mm-hmm FOMO. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. I've seen so many people with their spin bikes on Facebook. I've seen so many people with their spin bikes on Instagram. And I'm like, man, that looks like man, fun. Ain't that, that the truth? That, that looks like fun. Ooh, that looks so good. Ooh, you know, ooh, X, Y, Z. And this person and that person and this other person achieved their health goals by using their spin bike. Yeah. So that FOMO played into needing something else. But the reality is that my rower and my treadmill, my stationary bike are enough. Yeah. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. 
Yeah. And, and with that said, guys, whatever you need to do to keep yourself excited in a certain area, do it. So like if getting another piece of equipment once a year makes you happy, keep switching it up. Like we're not saying anything's wrong, but I do want you to tell a funny story about that Bowflex flex machine, because at one point you'll had one very similar, if not identical, that made... Bro. Yeah, that broke, made a noise, something like that. And I remember y'all were on the fence about should we get it fixed or should we get rid of it and create the space in, in our house, right? So we can give time and space to other things that we want. And will you tell me what happened with that machine when y'all actually did that? Okay, so we bought a Bowflex machine. And well, I, I, I think it was like the M5 tread climber thing or whatever it is, the stair whatever climber. And I can't think of it. But from day one, it made these weird noises. It never really worked that well. It never really did what it was supposed to do. Jessie still used it because we fixed it up enough for her to use it. And she lost weight. She got into shape. It worked out great. But then it just it just never really worked. It just never really worked. So we just bucked up and said, okay, we're done with this. So we sold it for 50 bucks, Courtney. 50 bucks. Oh, I won't and ask then, you how much you spent on it. <laughs> no, you don't ask. But we sold it for 50 bucks. And so the guy came to pick it up or whatever. And then a couple of weeks later, not months, a couple of weeks later, one of our friends that had the similar machine who loved it and swore by it, never had a problem with it. They're like, we're moving. Do y'all want our Bowflex machine? We've never had a problem with it. It's great. It's wonderful. We love it. And theirs never made the noise that ours made. Mm. So they brought the Bowflex machine over. We set it up. I used it one time to test it out. Jesse got on it one time and it broke. (laughs) So now we have another Bowflex machine sitting in our workout room. I didn't know the part two broke. (laughs) But yeah, well, hey, maybe you can sell this for 50 bucks and somebody might be like, hey, who needs it? Hey, who needs it? Upgraded Bowflex machine. But but it's all the whole moral of this story is using all your resources do you really need something else and when i say really do you really absolutely truly without a doubt need something else no well it's that's a true test that's a true test so okay so my example that i'm gonna throw and i mean if we could see in the room i'm in right now like i just i love books i love books and the ironic thing is i think i maybe have mm, two fiction books in my house. Like I don't have non, or I focus on personal development, real life things, autobiographies, you know, it's not really the fiction type stuff. So I am one, I really need to incorporate a fictional audio book once a month or something, just get my brain off of it. But I do this thing where I will hoard books of, I joke that I'm like the keeper of knowledge to be attained, right? Like one day I will read all these books, but I will buy them in a heartbeat, because I'm going to fill in the blank, you know, but have I actually, actually, so let's rewind. So the closer Ricardo and I got or get, and every time a book comes up, and I drop the comment of, you know, oh, yeah, I have that book. It's like, well, have you read it? No, no, but I already have it. So I'm ready for the book club or, you know, like, and so it's just, I think he picked up on a pattern and started calling me out on it. And so now there are just a few people in my life that are very blunt. Whenever I say like, hey, I'm going to read a book. They're like, when? (laughs) 
how much, how much per day are you going to read? You know, and uh, granted, I love Audible. Audible is just, I don't know what I did before I realized you could go two times the speed on Audible and just listen to the books, right? But at the same time, I have so many books that I want to read and I, I refuse to give them up because I want to read them, right? Whereas I'll loan them out all day, but you can't have that because that's, I, I need to read. So it's that FOMO. So I definitely think FOMO involved with, you know, like Relentless. I haven't read Relentless yet. That book changed Ricardo's life. Eventually I'll read it. I know I will. I've already purchased the Audible. And I'm really? kind of- I, Hold up, hold up. I did, you did not tell me this, Courtney. Yes, I purchased it. You did not tell it. me this. It's I did just not know. Oh my goodness, Courtney. <laughs> no, let's rewind. Atomic Habits. The most telling lesson I got from Atomic Habits is that it took me over a year and three different rounds of trying to start it to get through it. So that tells me more about my habits. And then, of course, I've learned a lot since I opened up that resource, right? Uh, but yeah, it's it's just that needs to be said that it took me three tries over the course of a year to even get started. <laughs> but I mean, it's fair in recognizing what patterns you're at, you know? So yes. Question, Courtney. Yes. Do having the books and the knowledge around you make you feel good? Yeah. It's comforting. Okay. Okay. It's there when I need it. It's there when I'll have time. Who would you be without the thought that I will eventually read all of these books? Oh, that's true. I, Who I, would you be without that? Thought? I would be a lot more in the moment. Yes. I'd be more at peace. I'd be more fulfilled with where I am in the moment. And yeah, I'd be able to actually appreciate my achievements more. Yes. So yeah, let good. me ask you this. And I'm only talking to you, Courtney. I'm not talking to the thousands of listeners that we have out there. Just us here. Just you and me. Right. It's just us here. Don't worry. Think about this. And I'm trying to phrase this in a way that's going to really, really hit home here. Because I'm one that making the point. So would it be so bad if you just enjoyed the books and continued buying books and just enjoyed them for what they are? Or the potential that what they could be without stressing over it. I think that's a fair statement. Yeah, that resonates a lot. And not get overwhelmed by it. Just enjoy it. If they make you feel good to have them around and being surrounded by them, what's wrong with that? Yeah, that's a very good point. Because that loop that I run on, like before I buy another book, I literally remind myself, I'm like, well, add another to the stack, you know? So instead, I could just get excited about whatever sparks my interest, you know, whatever shiny new book Correct. reveals itself to me without adding that self-shame of here's another one for the library that you're not going to read, you know. And but, that's what we're trying to do here is get rid of the self-shame. Mm -hmm. Or what if whenever you get a new book, just read the first chapter. Yeah. Like that's all. That's all you're responsible for. 110% is I'm just commit. I'm going to read the first chapter on any book that I get. Yeah. I like that. And then that's it. And if you read the first chapter and you get one good idea from that first chapter, it's a win mm -hmm. automatically. Done, done, and done. Yeah, that's how I take exercise, you know, Exer anytime I actually do anything that moves my body, I literally start off being like, well, let's move for three minutes. Let's move for five minutes. Let's just go around the block, you know, but I make it a minimal goal, but it's kind of that motivation versus momentum thing. You will build momentum, but you got to understand motivation isn't always going to be there right at the start. And so as you go, 
you know, as you start exercising, Correct. as you start reading, as you whatever, you're going to kind of look around and be like, oh, maybe I'll like this or maybe. So it's just one foot in front of the other. But I like that. Thank you for highlighting that for me. So let me bring this back around to using all of your resources. How about this, Courtney? Instead of buying another book, commit to reading the first chapter in the books that you already have. I can do that. Yeah. Not finish the entire book. Just read the first chapter. That honestly just takes, I can look at the stack of books and not feel so much pressure. Like it no. literally that shift in verbiage and that shift in perspective makes me want to pick up a lot of books that probably intimidated me before. Correct. Just pick, yeah. just read the first chapter. Yeah. And then once you make your round on the first chapter, then, okay, well, I'm going to read the second chapter on this one, this one, this one, and this one. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Yeah. And just the second chapter. Man, that's a good tip. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Rob, Rob pitched it. He said, I call it shelf to self-development. I like that. I'm going to name my shelf. Yes. <laughs> shelf to self-development. <laughs> I've heard it called it. Uh, are you into self-development or shelf development? Oh, <laughs> That's, That's funny. what I've heard. I've heard it <laughs> called shelf development. Oh, yes. Let's see. Alex, our good friend, Alex, he says he makes a good point right from the very first sentence. Get rid of the shame. Enjoy the books on your own, but growth will happen. I like the first chapter at all at a time of the books you already have. You're on your own schedule. Stop comparing. That's very wise. Yeah. Advice. Just read the yeah. first chapter. Yeah. I love that. Plus where I'm at now and, you know, to anyone else, whatever books you've accumulated over your last, like, let's say five, 10 years, maybe you're in a different spot now. So maybe when you start reading that chapter, you're going to quickly see you've been beating yourself up over needing to read this book for a year. Well, you're in a different mental space. That's not what you need most. That's not the resources calling to you the most. Right. Whereas this other book you could have cared less a year ago, suddenly will resonate to your ultimate core, right? So I think that's very solid advice because it's it's also part of the self-shame. If you keep telling yourself you need to do this, need to do this, it's take a deep breath, listen to the feedback, right? That's why you have so many resources. That's why we're talking about this subject is because you can pivot and change constantly, but if you are holding tunnel vision and you can't see all the resources around you, you might as well be blind, right? Might as well be. Yeah. And I'll throw one last thing about books. How thick, last week we talked about yes. notes from a friend. Mm -hmm. How thick is it? Less than 100 pages. Yeah. Right? Most first chapters are about as thick as this particular book is. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So to say that you can't get something from just reading the first chapter of a book, that's hogwash. Yeah. And... You can give yourself permission to not finish it by if you don't find anything that resonates within that first chapter, set it down. You tried, you yeah. know, or come back, yeah. come back again next year. And so. read the second chapter. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, I'm going to read a chapter a year from every book that I have. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. but I am still going to read Relentless because that's one that. We're, we'll have to just have to do an episode on that because yes. it would be your take. Yes. But you know what? Here's the challenge. Just listen to the first chapter. Mm -hmm. Just listen yeah. to the first chapter by the end of this week. I'm going to even put a timeline on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, using all the resources that you have. What yes. about when you feel that you don't have any help, when you really don't have any resources? Is that really true? Have you really reached to the full potential of your network? No. 
there, let me say this. And there has never been a time in the history of the world that we have been more connected than we are right now, but probably feel the least connected. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because it's literally at our fingertips. I could connect and be y'all's friend in a second. But is anyone sitting there telling you like, hey, I'm right here with you. Hey, I understand Correct. what you're going through. That's not happening on a mass scale. So no. it's it's a lot of, I don't, we just, our life, we see lunchtime relationships, not lifetime relationships, as Sean Murphy would say it. We see wow. these like, what, yeah. And I think Angel Fletcher is the one who said that to credit where credit's due and who's his mentor in the business, in his MLM business. But yeah, it's, she focuses on lifetime relationships, not lunchtime relationships. And what does that mean? Yeah. You might be taking this person out to lunch, to network, to see how you can help each other's business to this or that. But if you aren't building actual rapport, what are you doing? You know, like that's not putting that buddy in your resource box. That's not, you're not really connecting to where you can help the other person. So it's this quick, hungry, I don't know, it's almost commission's breath because I'm in sales. That's what I want to refer to. But this quick need to connect based off of something, you got to give that up. Just connect. Mm. You'll, you'll, I mean, magic will happen. That sounds woo woo. That sounds out there. But if you just focus on the connection only, you're removing all that resistance to what you expect and what you want and what you need this person to give you. And, oh, can you feel all that pressure? Like, ugh, no, just connect. Just, you just got to be willing to open up your eyes. I love that. Alex, the networking king is bringing it. Yes. He says, ask a specific friend for one thing, not everything, but one thing, one step. Yeah. I think that's the key right there because we always think that one friend or a handful of friends can help us with everything or that's where we probably get intimidated where it's like, okay, well, I can reach to so-and-so and they can help me with everything, but I don't want to ask them for everything. Can you ask one friend for one thing mm -hmm. and take one step? Yeah. That's a great, that's a great tip. It's, it's all about the mindset. It is. Don't, don't, don't make it harder in your head than it is. Tap into all your resources. Yeah. And, and just Tap like how you just said that, how you if you are asking a friend, don't expect that friend to do it for you. Like that friend might just have awesome advice on how you should do it yourself. So if you're entering into this, you know, question, assuming somebody else is definitely going to help you versus just give you great advice, just release the expectations because you still might mm. be limiting yourself if you're going into something expecting, like, I don't know, I have a friend that she'll call me and be like, hey, can you do this? And so I'll purposely be like, no, I can't, but here's how you do it because I want to train her to do it herself, right? And and not enable that type behavior. But um, so it's just look where you're doing that with yourself. Release those expectations. Yeah. Don't go into the ask with an expectation that they can help you solve all your problems. Instead, just go with the possibility that they can help you solve some or mm -hmm. even a small portion of your problem or even lead you in the right direction. Yeah. And I would say all your resources. if you lay down the expectations, that could be the difference of something being a resource or being something that's a distraction. Like, quite frankly, your expectations really are quite high in what that meaning is. But 
Okay. So one question I have for you. What are, yes, what are some unexpected resources? So we know, like, for example, we know money is a resource. We know time is a resource. We know our friends we've networked with. And, you know, Alex is a resource. He could teach us a ton about networking, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So what are some amazing resources that looking back, you wish you would have known were resources at the time so you could have taken advantage of? My state. Mm, That's a good one. My state, my mindset. Yeah. How I'm showing up, because if you think about it right here, you can hear me and I, you can see me that I'm I'm feeling energetic. I'm feeling good. I'm I'm my state is on point this morning. I'm bringing it. I can feel it in my bones to my core that I'm bringing it. Yeah. Now, if I just showed up, I was like, well, Courtney, let me think about that for a second, mm-hmm. and. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm already like, just I want just, to shake him. <laughs> that's just such a powerful question. Like, it's cringeworthy. That's like, yeah. that's like, no, Dale's on the chalkboard. Yeah, I couldn't take that. it much longer. Exactly. Oh. So how are you showing up? I think that's one of the greatest untapped resources that we have at our fingertips because it's about us. It's about how we're showing up in front of other people, how we're making other people feel how people are feeding off of our energy or are we giving them energy to feed off of at all? Yeah. That's or a great, are we sucking energy? Because whenever I showed up and before we hit record, I was having a technology issue. Let's just say that. And my nerds were going like, Ur. and then, but because he was in peak state and he's like relaxed and he's like, it's okay. We got this. But he basically brought me back down to just, okay, you're right. We got this. Let's go. And done. it was resourceful to me too. And then Alex, like you could predict what I was about to say. Yeah. So Alex said, state of mind as a resource, that's huge because you inspire others and more. So likewise, it was a resource for him, but I felt it too. It helped me too, you know? So you're starting ripples, whether you want to or not, whether it's for positive or negative, but yeah, your state is massive. And the one thing that that, this thought literally just came to my mind the minute I was hearing you, what you were saying, Courtney, this inspired a thought. We are our own greatest resource, mm-hmm. ourselves. Like for me, I'm working on my health. My health has really skyrocketed to be a priority. And I can get the machines. I can do the diets. I can do all this other stuff. I can eat this. I can eat that. However, it all comes down to the number one resource, which is me, mm-hmm. my mind, my energy, my emotions, how I feel about it, yep. what I'm capable of. Do I still need external help? Yes, I can do this. I can do that. I can reach out to this. I can take care of that. I can read this. Whatever external resource we can list here because there's endless possibilities. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I am my greatest, most powerful single resource. Mm -hmm. The truth is I don't really need anything external from me. I don't really need it. I want to emphasize need. If I really want to do it, would it be easier with help? Would it be e- easier with mentors and this and that and information and machines? And Of course. Would it be more efficient, easier? Yes. Fill in the blank. Yes. But do you absolutely, truly need it that you can't achieve your goal without all these external things? Hmm. Would you become as strong as you're, as it's possible for you to? You know, the second 
the latter might be harder, but oh, you're going to become so strong. Correct. So strong. I mean, that's an understatement. If you fight through those type of situations yourself, it it adds to your strength. It adds to your confidence as well. Next time you have that resources or that buddy that's to the side, it's like, hey, you should try this. It'll be quicker. You're going to be more grateful for that advice because you've seen it the other way. So there's a lot to be said for if you are fighting, just stop and recognize how much of a resource you have been for yourself, how you, I mean, literally, you're the warrior that's gotten yourself here today. You're still surviving. So make sure you're honoring yourself as a resource, just to highlight what Ricardo said. Honor yourself. It starts with you. Everything starts with you. But you also have to tap into every resource that you have outside of you. Mm -hmm. After you tap into your own personal resources. Yeah. And maybe you still lack it in some areas in your life where you're not as resourceful in one area in your life as you are in other areas. Then you go and expand out. Mm -hmm. And find help and tap into these resources that are out there in the world. Yeah. And that, you know, the, the, the world can only change through us. The universe can only expand through us. God can only expand through us. And so I've, I say that all the time, but I really want to explain what I mean. Literally, if we keep doing the same thing we've always done, the same way we've always done it, the world's not going to change. It's not going to get any better. It's not going to improve. We're not going to innovate our own lives. We're not going to be, you know, find that true fulfillment and that true achievement that we're after, which is just an emotion. Right. Like, and if you open your resource box, you realize, oh, I can feel gratitude now. And that'll help you on your goals. So once again, emotions are resources too. Just like state, just like all the actual tangible things like money in hand and, you know, vehicles and homes and property and real estate, blah, blah, blah. Emotions are, if not the most powerful resource, you know. Uh, but we are unlimited. We, our brain is literally an unlimited resource box. It's just waiting for us to open it up. I'm not saying it'll come right away. I'm not saying every single solution will appear right in front of you. But if you give yourself permission, and that's why we talk a lot about the lists of 101. If you give yourself permission to sit there and think of 101 ideas, how to create something, it'll be hard. You're going to reach a point where you can't, you're, you've reached half the list and you can't think of anything else. Keep going because that's the lesson is that push through that part that scares the hell out of you. Push through that part that tells you you can't make this happen. Uh, just you got to keep pushing through. And there was a great post. It's really circulating a lot over the weekend. A lot of MLMers are posting it. But basically, it starts off. It's like, don't go to the bottom of the stairs. You'll never make it. And it's a saying. It takes a few minutes to scroll through it. But it's a post that it just has stairs, a sign for stairs. And then every few scrolls, it'll see like, stop it. This is a bad idea. Stop it. This isn't worth the risk. And after a few minutes of scrolling and about 25 insults or criticism saying, hey, this might be a bad idea. Things such as your family would say, or, you know, a boss that you've outgrown would say those type things. And then you reach the bottom and it says, congrats, you have what it takes to actually, your word is the only one that matters. If you believe in this idea, it deserves to be given life and for you to investigate what could happen with it. And whether the other people are right or wrong, Maybe they've been through it. You know, Lavie said something amazing this morning about its experience versus, no, I'm sorry, it was Ryan, although Lavie, we had a great call this morning. But Ryan said, would you rather talk to somebody who has experience or talk to somebody who has an opinion? 
So, I mean, people have good feedback, but you are your ultimate resource. And anytime you're lessening yourself to fit into someone else's life plan or lessen yourself to fit into someone else's opinion better, when your heart and soul know what you're meant for, when you know what the potential is of this goal, you might not be able to vocalize it to anyone, but I mean, you're watering down your resources you're watering down your potential. And so, I mean, that's where I would give advice to people. Even if it feels like you're writing out a fairy tale, you just give me like, they don't need to be tangible ways. They could be magical ways, but I need to hear 101 ways why this could happen because I want you to feed that energy and feed that energy and feed that potential because that's going to unlock a new level of your brain where it's like, hey, maybe we should try this. And that might be the 150th idea you have on the subject. But because you stuck after it, you actually deserve the success and you actually deserve the achievement because you actually grew to a new level of yourself. So anyway, that's my soapbox on we are literally unlimited resource boxes. And the only thing that stops you from getting what you want is when you draw the line in the sand and believe the limiting belief that you write on that line. Look for look for the story three feet from gold. I've referenced it before. I'm not going to rehash it now. Yeah. But everything that you said reminds me of three feet from gold. Mm hmm. Three feet from gold. Do not stop digging when you're only three feet from gold, but yeah. you don't know that you're only three feet from gold. Yeah. And if you know the story, uh, there's I have an amazing um, card deck that a friend got me of different archetypes. And so the fault lines in that story. So when you're reading the three feet from gold story and the fault lines come up, I just want to point out what the archetype card says in this deck. It says that those fault lines are being revealed to show you the weaknesses because you can overcome this. So in order to overcome it, you need to know where the weak spots are to strengthen them, right? So it's not a fault line like, oh, I'm not meant for this ever. It's literally like, okay, do I want to make this stronger or do I want to give into being weak and tell myself that's why it won't work? So just know fault lines are appeared to us to help us, but the meaning we apply to them can make it or break our outcome. And what about 101 resources you haven't tapped into? Oh. Yeah, that's a How, good list. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a good oh. one. Okay, so we should we recap 101? Well, I think I don't remember what episode I said it on. So anyway, just lock yourself in a room, take a spiral, leave your phone out, keep your computer off, and just until you think of 101 reasons, don't let yourself out of the room. And it'll be a very powerful experience Well, you'll meet a new side of yourself. So that's my challenge to you. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Huh. Another great episode, Courtney. Yes. That, uh, resources, mm. you guys. Resources. Tap into all your resources. Pull out your journal. Pull out your notebook. Pull out that note, that the sticky note off of your computer <laughs> monitor. What resources have you not tapped into to their full potential, internal, your own personal resources or your network, friends? Maybe you have a friend that you know they could help you, mm -hmm. but you've been too scared to ask. Yeah. Get five seconds of courage to just send that text schedule that call with them to see if they would be willing to help you or maybe refer you to someone that can and get you closer to achieving and closing out that project that you've been working on. Mm -hmm. Create your own You're, Rocky story, you guys. Yes. You're Rocky. Look at look up how Stallone got Rocky made and you'll be inspired. Use all your resources. Tap all your resources out before you think you have to go out even further to get something new. Tap them all out. And if you want to reward yourself with something new, yeah, do it. Go get it. Go get that new machine. Go get that new book. But don't feel pressured and overwhelmed with all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. Our greatest resources is ourselves. Yes. 
always. <sighs> Thank you so yes. much for tuning in. Remember to follow and like us on Instagram at Force for Growth. And remember to be a force for good. A force for growth. And a force for greatness. Yes. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye. Bye.